listening to episode 39, chapter one of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're talking with Josiah Smith about his book, Along the Way. Josiah Smith is the senior leader and founding pastor of New Hope Community Church in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. A graduate of Central Bible College, he has a passion for building up the church across denominational lines, seeing new churches planted, and teaching the Bible in a practical and understandable way. He's an ordained minister in the Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. Are you tired of going to church each week simply looking for what you can get out of it? What if we stopped looking at church with such a consumeristic mindset? What if we became eager participants in the discipleship journey? How would it change your life? The church isn't meant to be an organization that puts on an event once a week. It is meant to be a community of people seeking to worship God and grow in our relationship with Christ. But transitioning from a consumer of church to a participant in the life of the church can be challenging if we're not ready for it. Josiah Smith's book, Along the Way, came about because of his desire to see his church make such a transformation. In this chapter, we talk to him about some of the challenges and victories his church has faced along the way. Josiah, we're here with you talking about your book, Along the Way, A Beginner's Guide to Journeying with Jesus in the Kingdom. And uh, one of my favorite questions to always ask authors of a book is, why did you write this book? So what was the inspiration, the beginnings of this book? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you guys for having me on the podcast. Super pumped. Uh, Glad to be a part of it. So um, I actually was not intending to make a book out of this. Uh, It started, I've had aspirations to write a book for quite a while now, and this was not that book. So um, having started the church, you know, about six, almost six years ago, we went through, of course, you know, the natural process of like, how do we assimilate people? How do we disciple people? What happens when people get saved? And so we started out with like the typical like four or six week growth track sessions, that sort of thing. And the first time we did it, it like in a classroom style, it went really well. And um, after that, it seemed like we just kind of lost steam with it. And we weren't getting enough people to re- actually have like a like a good classroom like discussion and that sort of thing. And so uh, during that time, I was just like, well, God, what do you want us to do? And I, I really just started feeling like we needed to um, focus more on like mentoring type relationships uh, rather than hosting like a classroom setting, which, which both can be good. Uh, so in order to do that, uh, I was trying to splice the material off a little differently to where like, okay, well, how can we use this to meet with people? And just, so I started writing my own material that would be helpful with that. And through a process of a couple of years, it was like writing and rewriting and, oh, that doesn't work. Let's rewrite this. And, you know, some, at some point in there, I'm like, this would be a whole lot easier rather than printing a bunch of sheets of paper out each week for people. If I just had a book to give them that they had to hold, they could write in, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so at some point in there, I decided, let's, let's try to make this a book. And even then, the idea was not necessary to publish. I was, I was thinking, I'll write a booklet that, that we could get a local print shop to print. And just through, through the process of writing and trying to print, um, it just would not work the way I wanted it to. I couldn't get print shops to do what I wanted. And so then I, I finished the manuscript 
um, January one last year, actually 2019. And I was going to self-publish and I, and I don't know if it's just, I don't know what I'm doing, but I had so much trouble, uh, formatting it for self-publishing that a couple months I just went through, I couldn't get, you know, just the smallest of details, the page numbers or this page on that side and, you know, the pictures and that sort of thing. So anyway, um, contacted a publisher after that and, and then, if, you know, they, they liked it. So now we have a book that's published, but so it really started as just a discipleship resource for the church that I pastor that we could walk with people, uh, typically in like a one-on-one setting, sometimes one or on two or three. Um, but that's really what inspired, uh, the book. Tell us a little bit about more about your church. Um, what's, what's your heart for your church? What makes your church tick? as far as what you're wanting to see happen in the lives of the people at your church? Yeah. So our church is in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. So it's a small city, um, like a, a mini Pittsburgh. Uh, back in the 70s, the steel mills, it was a big steel you know, town and the steel mill shut down. So since, since that has happened, it's become a very economically depressed city. Um, and there's a lot of challenges. So our, our church... You know, I like to say that we we try to reach out to people who are overlooked and under resourced, um, and I and I think we're doing that. Um, and so, I don't I don't know what I would have said honestly five or six years ago what my hope was, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been I've been learning, and I think honestly my desire for the church has shifted and changed to where, um, and a lot of this has been this process even of, of writing this book is really, I, I want to see our church, no matter how uh, big or small it is, uh, where I want it to ha- ha- be where everyone is being trained by someone or training someone, you know, or, or whatever word you want to use that, being coached by someone, coaching someone. And the cool thing is we've seen that. So even with people who, uh, again, the majority of our congregation would have been unchurched people. Uh, so, so there's not a lot of uh, like, church families or just normal quote-unquote church people in our church and so it's been really fun to see them grow in christ and and grow even in just basic life skills as well but i we're seeing now especially over this past year where some of these people uh who we were coaching me and the leadership team who we were taking through this material now they're taking others through it Mm. um you had a couple ladies just want to start a group uh, organically you know, which may seem like not a big deal, but to me, that's huge. Like that, that's what I've been wanting is where the church doesn't just have to have a sign up sheet for, okay, it's time to have a group who wants to have a group, but they came to me, Hey, we want to start getting together a meeting. Can we do that? I said, absolutely. <laughs> How can I resource you? You know? And so just helping them figure out what book of the Bible to go through and, you know, make sure they're staying on, on track, that sort of thing. Um, so that's, that's really what I want to see more of is where, uh, where we are making disciples who then make disciples Um, and where really where everyone realizes that they have a part to play. What's cool is, so we're, we're a pretty small church. um, But the majority of our congregation is involved in volunteering. Um, So, so even though we're small, like it's all hands on deck, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I like that we, we have that culture just where it's expected that, we're going to be doing something like we're not, we're not just going to be sitting in a pew, but we're going to be involved um, in each other's lives and in serving Christ in some way, you know? Yeah. 
that's a tough uh that's a tough culture to to really create i mean at least in in the midwest here i feel like we're still really stuck in this consumeristic mindset when we come when we approach church we may not even say that or like that it we call it that but really we go to church we expect to be fed by uh, the person speaking we expect to have a good experience in worship and we expect to learn something for ourselves that we can then use and it's so tough to flip that yeah it's really a church-driven model that, yeah, like you're saying, you know, uh, it's really great to see the people taking the initiative to, you know, care about their own discipleship and want to see other people oh, in the beautiful. congregation disciple. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. And, and I, I mean, it's happening one because the Holy Spirit is doing it, but also I believe because people naturally emulate what is modeled for them. Mm. And so if they've experienced it, then they're going to yeah. do that as well. So the beautiful thing is we had, uh, we had a man in our church who, um, he was he was going to commit suicide and a neighbor came over and invited him to church and he came to church he gave his life to Christ that that night and then his you know his family followed uh but what's cool is we've had other people come into our church since then and i remember one night we had a guy come in and each each weekend um during our service we have a time where we can pray for one another and so during this time this guest uh came to this other guy and said you know i need i need prayer and they, they got to talking, and this guy was contemplating suicide. Mm. And he just happened to go to the just one so guy. Just so happened to go to that guy. Wow. Yeah, right? So you're like, wow, Holy Spirit, that is awesome. And so what happened is they started talking, and they would call each other and meet up, you know, and it, it just became a very natural relationship. And this guy just knew that, like, I've been saved from this, and so I want to help this guy. And so, yeah, it's just a beautiful thing when yeah, that happens. That's cool. I want to go back a little bit. and. Tell us about what that transition was like, though, at the beginning when you were moving from sort of the classroom stage, you know, you're meeting in those classrooms and then you wanted to move into that relationship, one-on-one mentorship, coaching model. Um, how was that received or, or what challenges did maybe you and, and your staff face on on trying to, what, what, I mean, I guess maybe was that a, a big challenge for you? I know, again, if we go back to the Midwestern churches, like that's the paradigm is it's sort of like the classroom thing. Again, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that, yeah. but it ha- it is usually a struggle to get churches to change, you know, from what they know or what they have been practicing into something like that. Yeah. Well, I think we were we were young enough and small enough that, you know, turning that ship wasn't going to, mm. you know, ruffle too many feathers. Yeah. I think the challenge and I don't know if I would even make it past tense, I would say we're still kind of figuring it out. Um, because again, during this process, I was writing and rewriting and I'd be giving my team like different papers, like, okay, Hey guys, use this, this time, you know, <laughs> use this now. And, and, uh, this past year, you know, we, we kind of put a lot of things on hold cause I'm like, all right, we're just going to wait until the book actually is published and then we're going to start using it. So it's definitely been a lot of messiness, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and early on, I think the challenge was for me changing my mindset because I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in church. I grew up going to conferences. I grew up, you know, I went to Bible college and, you know, I have all, all, and yet when I looked at my life, I was like, have I actually ever discipled anyone? Mm. You know, I went to a Christian high school and I I would lead small groups and I was no, you know, I would uh, play worship in chapel. And so like I was doing the Christian thing and, and so I'm sure I, I hope that I was maybe inspiring someone to follow Jesus but I wasn't intentional about like meeting with someone to talk about Jesus. Mm. 
And I remember even when I was serving as a Protestant minister on, on a campus, we had some of the crew uh, ministry people come in. And I loved it because they were just so intentional about like talking about Jesus. And then they would schedule lunches with people to like, hey, let's follow up and talking about this. And I'm like, huh, that's, a, that's actually a really good idea. Like being intentional about scheduling time with, to talk about Jesus. And so I think it was a mindset shift for me. And uh, I mean, I, I think our team did, did great with it, you know, but it, it, I think, yeah, just me shifting from the mindset of doing something as like, I think it's easier as Christians, if something is an official ministry, then, then we, it's easier for us to do it. Yeah. But like just to evangelize organically or naturally, that's hard. Or like to go to a discipleship class, that's, that's easy, but to have relationships, yeah, you know, and so I think it's been a process for me shifting uh, into that just relational mm-hmm. uh, mindset, you know, that's good. And we like to call that the lifestyle of discipleship that, you know, that's a great articulation. Of everyday it. moments of life where yeah. you're just living those things, those everyday moments of life out with other people all yeah. walking toward the common goal. Yeah. Which is you're right. It's yeah. so hard to get out of that mindset of, and, and that's why I was saying maybe like church led, that's a church led paradigm. As long as the church is doing it, then people are, are fine to get on board with that, but it sounds like yeah. you guys are really focused and in being intentional about empowering. I love your uh, resourcing your people so that they can take and do that stuff as well, which um, technically makes it church led. <laughs> it's well, just so that's true. We, yeah, we that's are true. We are the now church. You're right. The not the church not leading the it. organization. Not the organization yes, leading it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That is good. I, I have. I think. I think something, the tension that we feel sometimes though is any, like naturally we want discipleship to be organic. Mm -hmm. You know, we want just to flow. uh, But sometimes we do have to create structure so that something organic can come from that structure. And, and so, I mean, I I don't want to be talking about both sides of my mouth, but that's kind of what even the idea with this book and coaching, like, so you structure a time to meet with someone, but hopefully from that, it it forms into a relationship that you continue walking together beyond a chapter or a book, you know, or something like that. And so if things happen organically, that's what, that's what we want anyway. But if things aren't happening organically, sometimes we create a structure so that something organic can come from it. Yeah. No, that's know? perfect. I think that's a great, it's not, it's not talking out of the both sides of your mouth. It's just, that's what it's, that's what being intentional is all about. Like you're saying. And so, uh, well, maybe, yeah. maybe to use yeah. another analogy. I mean, you look around at, uh, people who move from one church to the next, to the next, always looking for, something that feels right mm-hmm. when really uh i think in at least in my experience what they're looking for is a place that feels like the home that they used to have that they no longer have mm. and they're looking for that new home to happen overnight in the first few weeks that they they visit the church forgetting that the home that they left took years to turn into what it was that made it feel like home and so I think a lot of times we look at discipleship and think, well, I have to have an, an instant relationship with somebody that moves me forward instantly. I, I have to, I, I want that thing that you're describing, Josiah, where we have that organic relationship where we're all moving forward, we're coaching each other, we're discipling each other and things like that. But we forget that those things don't happen by themselves without intentional practice over time. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge you to spend some time today thinking about your view of church. What is it? Why do you go? And what really happens when you're there? 
The first observation God makes after creating everything and then resting was that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. And the rest of the biblical story is about broken relationships and God's work to restore them. Church should be the place that happens. It's a coming together of people who are known by their love for each other. And understanding this point is vital to a lifestyle of discipleship because you weren't meant to walk alone or to be a consumer sitting in a church service. You were made for relationships. And like Josiah's church found, great relationships create opportunities for great discipleship. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Josiah's work, check out his book, Along the Way. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Josiah lays out the journey of discipleship. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.